0: Hi, we're up and rolling on a Monday, Monday, March thirteenth. Thank you for spending some time here on the podcast. As winter has arrived, just three, four days straight of snow. Thankfully, nothing more than a when I wake eyesore up in the morning, and nuisance. And I am. that a lot of people make a lot of their income, their annual income every year by doing snow plowing or shoveling or whatever else it is. And those people are not making that money right now. But there are other people who are likely not getting into car accidents because the roads are not littered with ice and snow. There's always two sides, isn't there? Um, I should have started with, I could have started with my favorite song of an artist who is, an icon, a legend, one of the biggest ever. I, I think this person is out touring. I have become a bigger fan of his music now and this other gentleman um, than I ever have been before. I scoffed at their music. I wasn't interested in, interest in, it, in it when I was a kid. Um, just wasn't what I liked growing up. Although this one artist who I will get to had this one song, and I liked it a lot, even though I didn't like the rest of his music because it was it was most like what I enjoyed listening to. I will come back to that. We will also get to. Um, they're practically co-hosts on the show now from the e, from E T C F. No, ETFC, the East Toledo family center, Jody and Shelby will be by to talk about things that they have going on and coming up. And I want to ask them about, well, um, a few months later, there's a bunch more on the East side. How are things from your perspective? Um, let me uh, let me play some of his speech from last night, Key hui Kwan. Uh, it didn't seem like there, I didn't watch the Oscars. I did watch the performance of Natu Natu. And I got to tell you, I was very under. I was very underwhelmed. Um, maybe because in the context of the movie, I couldn't believe what I was watching after all the crazy John Wick stuff that had happened moments before it. And this was just a dance performance. But yeah, I much preferred the movie version, which you can find easily on, on YouTube. Uh, Kei Hui Quan won last night. Uh, not surprising at all. He has been raking in the Supporting Actor Awards. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Won everything, just about. Uh, Brendan Fraser won Best Actor. I didn't see The Whale. I know that many, many people thought they wanted Angela Bassett to win. They thought she was deserving of Best Supporting Actress for her role in Black Panther. I think the word for me with all of the this current slate of marvel movies maybe it's because again what we saw for the first 10 years was so good so different so much quality so much so we'll never see anything like that ever again i am very nonplussed about the current state of marvel and i mean black panther was a was a wonderful movie I didn't have the highest expectations it, to to do what it did four and a half years ago. It was a big ask, and I think it 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 hit the bullseye. But you'll never we'll never have Black Panther ever again. And of course, we lose a lot by not having Chadwick Boseman there. And I thought Angela Bassett gave a a wonderful, phenomenal performance. That I walk out of there going that that woman deserves the the highest prestige and acclaim there is. Not surprised she was nominated, but winning, I didn't feel that. I will always listen to K. Wee Kwan give speeches because I'm sure you know his tale. He was data, he was short round, and then he wasn't around at all. And I guess he was about to, to give up and then he got cast in this movie that has taken over pop culture in the last year, especially the last six months during award season. And I just love his humility and authenticity. Thank you,
1: thank you. Uh, my mom is 84 years old. And
2: she's at home watching. Mom, I just want an
0: Oscar.
2: <laughs> my journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp.
1: And somehow, I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. One day, my time will come. Dreams
2: are something you have to believe in. I almost gave up on mine.
0: To all of you out there, please keep your dreams alive. First of all, if any of us uh, won anything on TV or, or went viral in, in any way, we would all say hi to mom or hi to dad. I think, I, I think a lot of people felt that moment when he said, hi, mom, watching at home. Uh, it's not so much where he came from as a refugee and a, and a foreigner and then this opportunity and the dream. Um, obviously that's very potent, but what struck me in that was something that I took from someone I interviewed for the Ability Center in the last year, uh, Aaron Fotheringham. I hope I got Aaron's last name right. I, I said, dude, what's your what, what, what's some words you live by? What's a tenant of yours? What's something that gets you going, that you remember? And he's like, just one more try. Like, what do you mean? He's like, if I'm trying if I'm trying a new stunt and it's not working 28 times and I'm frustrated and I'm going to shut it down, I tell myself, just one more time. And it seems like uh, Mr. Kwan did just that when he was so close to throwing in the towel and doing whatever he was going to do besides trying to continue to act one more time. And it was the one that broke him all the way through. So I would say the same thing to you. And I know you could try you could have tried 534 times and you're just over it you have no nerves left you're completely shot so you don't have to do that one more that 535th time right then and there go take a breath go decompress but then try it one more time especially if it's your dream um 10 days ago yeah another podcast that i was always listening to um did i do this on friday or thursday I forget, but I I decided to go through with this after I heard a certain song. Um, You know that I have shared what this podcast host said, what he's come across, and really what I have, what you hear discussed on this show. That's why I go to the podcast and this host very often, and I share it back here regularly. Man, especially when it comes to the economy. Man, it sucks out there, but I'm okay. And I had this chat briefly with a friend the other day at Fantastic Con who I ran into, um, he's worried about cuts at his work, um, but he knows he'll be okay. And like, yeah, it sucks the extra money for gas. Or I'll give you an example: Friday at Whiskey River Tavern, which was sensational. Um, I had no expectations, and what a what a lovely little place with one of the best old fashions I've ever had. You know, everywhere you go, it's more expensive to go out and do things. Now, uh, Dave Gerkey from TSA threw a ten down for his old fashioned. And he uh, put it on my post. He's like, oh, I I owe them some money. It was 13 I was like, it, it was on my tab. $13, very worth it in that drink. But if you told someone in 2015 there was a $13 drink in Toledo, you might raise an eyebrow. Also, I asked some people who were at Fantasticon what they paid for their booths. Did they cost more? And they said, yeah, it was like an extra 75 bucks." We know everything costs more. And thankfully, I think if you're here, um, again, I, I, I say this and I believe in it. And, Keeps me on the path and I, I hope you take it to heart and wallet as well. Man, it's it sucks out there. But I'm okay. Like it is not fun to pay these extra costs for things. Today, um, even as I turned over my old car, I got billed with the auto with the recurring payment for that car. 325 bucks. Thankfully, I'm in an okay position where I'm not gonna miss on any payments, mortgage, or whatnot. It sucks. I'll get it resolved, and I'm going to go on. So I started to think um, when I was listening to this dude's podcast, again, the same one in in plain English, um, I wonder if it sucks out there, but I'm okay is the reverse for kids now. Uh, Let me read you this, which I did not post until I heard this song um exclamation points i know this is a very person by person perspective but i'll dive in anyway there's a writer i enjoy he's your age our age and he's had a prevailing prevailing theory while the r word recession has hung over our heads like a guillotine for the last year man the world sucks but i'm actually okay not sure where you want or maybe even deserve to be but you're getting by and the guillotine over your neck can't even be seen can't even be seen when you look up and back Okay, maybe that's a bit much, but you can just see it faintly, unlike many people. Um, example: cutting back on dining out and swapping bar concert nights for game nights instead. We know that kids are capital letters a mess. The answers for a lot of quandaries of theirs is it's a combination of things, as with a lot that applies to kids. It's a combination of things while they're a mess. Perhaps they're on the opposite they're on the opposite of that writer's thoughts on adults. I know the world is getting better, but me, I'm crumbling. A kid could say, "Cool, we fixed the ozone, but now the planet is burning up. Cool, cancer is no longer the death sentence it once was, but now I'm terrified to go to school." I hear you. Um why the kids mess look above. But if we adults struggle to shield ourselves from the cacophony of loud and often inaccurate voices of bad news, how do you think the kids are managing or mismanaging it? I know this is a very macro versus micro issue, but I wanted to share the idea. I decided to put, po- I was reflective of that, thinking maybe everything isn't okay. Maybe things really are worse. Off in in so many ways. And I can understand medical breakthroughs. Like COVID vaccines. um, And how miraculous and historic that is. But now we have historic school shootings. And there's... They do seem like they're often. And everything is subjective and relative. They're not. But I, as I told Bethany before, I will... I will never... Tell a kid or a teacher you're going to be okay, or you shouldn't be afraid. Yeah, the the, the latter. I'm not going to tell them they shouldn't be afraid. What these school shootings do is, is terrorism. And I can understand the fright. Um, so I didn't want to insult anyone by going, look, we're curing cancer. Is the cost of that some of the other plagues that we have now? Maybe. I don't know. Um, you know a common theme of mine is... When we talk about these topics, I I remind people of what my dad told me. He had to get under his desk for nuclear drills when he was a little boy. Um and I was conflicted that the world maybe isn't a better place. And then I heard uh and then I heard this song.
2: Harry Truman, Doris Day. Joe DiMaggio, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Student a Television.
0: my reflection to not post what I read to you, New Perspective. Hopefully you remember that song or were listening closely to the lyrics. I was when I heard that song in its entirety on Friday or Saturday morning. Um, If you want to listen to it, you can easily believe the world is always a second away from midnight and destruction. That song is 30 years old. And If you concentrate all those problems into a a three-and-a-half-minute Billy Joel song, I kind of want to play that for uh, a high school or middle school student now and go, listen to the way the world used to be. I want you to take all these names, North Korea, Stalin, Kennedy. I want you to look all these things up uh, in succession as they're in the song, and I I want you to tell me how awful the world was and has always been. Provide some perspective, right? There will always be bad things. It's how we choose to digest and hear what's being said about all these things. So whether you're, as I I wrote at the end of that blog, if you think we have a hard time as adults, not doom scrolling, how do you think humans without fully developed brains, emotions, and psyches are handling this stuff? With an inability to be logical, or reasonable, or rational. I I get their fear and their fright and why they think they're living at the worst time in Earth's history. But if you want to see it this way, and I'm not saying you've got to be an optimist. I'm not saying we are curing cancer. We're stopping AIDS. We just came up with a, a COVID vaccine in record time. I'm not saying there's no bad things. And I'm not saying that we need to be total optimists. But if you want to find bad things... They're out there, and there are plenty of people who will tell you how bad they are. Maybe inaccurately, maybe without the truth, maybe biased. But um, it's just a Billy Joel song, but it, it reminded me that the world is not as bad as all those loud people are saying. I think a tease for tomorrow is, did you give yourself a pretty serious mental health diagnosis? Perhaps. I'll have to sort through that and see if I want to get to that tomorrow. Now, good friends from the East Toledo Family Center. Joby Joby. Jody and Shelley. Jody and Shelby. Is everybody a little zany today? It's Monday. Yes. It's Monday. It's it was snowing really hard upon your arrival. Yeah. Right? I was right? getting pelted. It was. Um, they are now, I guess, like quarterly visitors to the show. Good friends. We are. Jody and Shelby from the East Toledo Family Center. Ladies, welcome back. Hello, Eric. What's uh? What's why is my name on that folder? I know we have some business to handle here.
2: Well, because you are an part, you are an important part of what we do now. I like telling the story. I like that. And we appreciate that.
0: Where should we start? I know uh, Shelby and I have gone back and forth. There's a couple of events. I guess okay. one of which I'm part of. Why I can't make it because I'm here. That's the book fair. Okay. Book fair. We're reading. We'll start oh, with that yes. one. Okay.
1: Storybook festival. So June 3rd. Um. At- Oh, I think we changed the time up. 10 to 10. Or is it 11 to 2? 11 to 2. i have to confirm on that. Um, at Waite High School. But it's going to be um, it's promoting early literacy. So different organizations and businesses um, and just individuals donate books. So that anyone that attends this event gets a free book to take home with them. Um, so promoting that literacy and being able to... To read and have access to, to different books um, and then we've got different agencies that participate and every agency will prepare an activity to um, conduct with the participants that attend the event we are also looking at having a bounce house um, or different blow-up activities um potentially some water play activities um so just kind of you know well-rounded activities for the children and the family
0: Nonprofits should pay attention because uh we we i think we're moving away a little bit, anyway, from from just booths and pamphlets or tables and pamphlets. Have something to engage your your potential people in. Yeah. All right, so this is the one I can make, right? June third Storybook Festival. Yes. It's the mental health thing I can't make, right? Oh, I
1: don't know, is it May tenth.
0: Uh, yeah, because I think or I have I have I have work uh, obligations. Yeah. So we'll you come... can just
1: do it there. <laughs> hey, where were you last week?
0: At the at on the New East Side at Whiskey River Tavern. Uh, right, let's come to this one. The mental. We'll come to that. We have lots to talk about here. I, I still the I still feel the whiskey of the East Side coursing through my veins after Friday. That was a strong old fashioned. I can't um, we're doing a mental health night, correct? correct. May tenth. What's yeah. this all about?
1: So May tenth from five to seven will be a kickoff event. Um, Some different mental health agencies will come to our gym um, and kind of the you know booth and pamphlet, mm. but in an engaging way. And we will have keynote speakers talking about um, kind of hot topics in the mental health field. And this will kick off a bi-weekly evening session at our center. So um, in those evenings, bi-weekly, we will h- focus on those different hot topics.
0: What is, uh what's, what's the temperature? And I want a lot of this is me asking for temperature readings, even though Jody's not a meteorologist, but <laughs> she will predict the weather. What's the temperature like of people coming that you guys have touch points with in the center, in the community of mental health?
1: So I think every single program that we hold um, and every single population that we serve, this is touching in one way or another. Um, so with us serving, uh, womb to tomb. Um, womb
0: to tomb. <laughs> yeah.
1: So from you know prenatal and women who are pregnant to um, our seniors at the senior center, um, Mental health is weaved into every aspect of our programs. So whether it's us getting access and giving resources to the clients that we're serving or the families that we're serving to, we're noticing, you know, maybe children are, or um, participants in in youth activities are not receiving certain things at home because maybe parents are going through these mental health aspects. Um, So really trying to engage the family and the whole unit um, in those biweekly sessions because the child's not going to reach their full development if they're they're missing something from their mm-hmm. caregiver. Um, and caregivers aren't going to be their best self if they're missing that resource as well. Um, so giving them that avenue, but also giving the caregivers the resources and knowledge to identify when the youth are going through something, um, because it's it's very prevalent in, in our youth nowadays. Um, high schoolers, middle schoolers, our, our leadership program that we hold, our Elevate group for 12 to 16-year-olds, it's a heavy topic that they bring up at least at least once a session um, and they meet biweekly as well so um providing this and getting those agencies face to face with the families that we're serving um is really going to hopefully mesh mesh those topics and give them the access that they need
0: the 12 to 16 year olds yeah. are the kids bringing it up or is it being presented to them
1: so typically, we w- we work through a curriculum called Seven Mindsets, um, and each mindset um, represents something different. So accountability is one of them. Um, gratitude is another. So anytime we're working through that curriculum and that lesson plan, somehow mental health comes up. Um, so the kids are really organically bringing up the topic themselves, yeah, yeah. and working through it with their peers with our staff
0: input. Is there something? Is there a repetitive? Enjoy, hop in here anytime you sure. want. Uh, is there a repetitive theme with those kids when they bring things up, whether it's at school, at home, or somewhere else? I'm just trying to to get the vibe of of what it's like because I'm not over your way a whole lot, and I want to see what the community is like because mental health is now something that all of us talk about, but a lot of places talk about it in a different way. So, is there a common theme with the kids that bring something up in that age group?
1: Um, Yes and no. A lot of it stems from generational trauma being passed down. Um, A lot of it is just anxiety and us reducing those stigmas and talking about it more often and finding better coping mechanisms. Um, I would say probably anxiety and depression going into, you know, bullying um, and other teen-related topics um, are are what are
0: most common. What about other people that utilize the... Wonderful resources you have across the board at East Toledo Family Center, Jody. What are you recognizing for others as far as embracing mental health and tending to it as adults or maybe seniors?
2: To be honest, I think I think we're all going through something. Every one of us during throughout the day, um, we're seeing that our seniors are concerned about. Um, how they're going to pay their utilities now that the benefits have changed for the um, SNAP program. You know, we're seeing across the board that families are struggling a little bit. So it might be because of that, that they're feeling a certain way or, okay, I've got to get another job or how am I going to feed my family? And I think we're just seeing across the board that I think since COVID, and I hate to mention COVID. But since COVID, I think that we're all experiencing, we're too busy at work. You know, we've got all these things that we have to accomplish. Um, but I think our families are feeling the same thing. I got to get up and go to school. You know, I've got to do this. Hey, how am I going to feed my family at the end of the day? I think that there's just a lot of stressors out there for all of us. Sure. And, and how do we address those? The best way that we can do that is holding a mental health fair and then asking the families, what would you like to see from this event? Yes, this is a, you know initial start, but but what would you like us to talk about? And, and if it's not an organic um, way to gain that information, we need to ask our family: What do you need the most help with? And how do we address the issues that you're you're dealing with? You know, you're talking about families have, who have, um, you know, pre preschoolers um, and elementary students who are just experiencing things that we've never experienced before. And you know, and I think everybody has something. But how do we address that? with the whole family. From grandma who's raising their their grandkids um, and how do we help mom and dad work through those struggles regardless of it is because we all have struggles. There's, there's not one of us that don't have something that's going on in our life.
0: If, uh, if you have a brain at some point, whether it's short term or long term, there will be t- some type of mental health challenge that Absolutely. you'll have to face. Whether again, it's just short, uh, two week long, you worry about bills, there's a death in the family or people who struggle with things every day. Okay. Now that it is part of more of the, the conversation, are you noticing? Cause I, even before COVID, but 10 years ago, 20 years ago, um, Older folks, seniors would just dismiss the stuff. Obviously, now they are in some, some angst. You talk about it, having to find new jobs, the SNAP benefits going away. Is it more, are they more willing to embrace that that something's wrong and it's okay to admit that and they want to get help?
2: I think most are because they're seeing it and there's we're seeing it on a regular basis. So Good. I think most are able to say, I need your help. Or if we provide the right tools it'll help them open up that. I think they really do care. And I, if I can go and get the services or learn about the services and get the tools and resources that we have, then I think they're more apt to do it. And, and that's because they trust us and they trust those other agencies. And I said, you know, for us to do this mental health fair, I think it's critical because we understand how relevant this for, is for everyone. And if we don't offer these sort of programs to the masses of our our family as a whole, then we're not doing our family as any justice. We can provide all the programs all day long, but if we don't ask them the tough questions or give them the platform to um, get involved in their mental health, then we're not doing our job. Right. And I think we're doing it. We're doing it pretty well by offering this.
0: Shelby, um, I know you hate when I ask you this and then you, you have to look through things and you might get flustered a little bit, but you should be used to this by now. Who Wait are on me. <laughs> who are some of the agencies that will be participating in that day?
1: Yeah, one of our lead sponsors is Talbot Health Services. Um so they focus on um addiction recovery. Uh, they are they have a location on the east side on Main Street um, so they are really close to home we are seeing a lot of organic partnerships with them um, we met with them twice last week um, to discuss our current programs how their their patients and the people utilizing their services can benefit from us um, and vice versa so that's a really natural partnership that is that is evolving um, we are looking for more agencies to to kind of jump on our bandwagon and and support this this event with us um, we're reaching out to harbor we've reached out to um, Zeph and Nami. So, we're really looking to kind of get the. I'll the rattle some cages for you. Yeah,
0: yeah. I will, uh, I will get my stern email voice on. <laughs> um, has there been any uh, any early interest in this? Because I'm not. Is this the first time you've done a mental health fair like this?
1: Yes. Yep. This will be our first. Um, I'm. We're. We've dabbled with the idea of it being an annual event, right, right. Um, but with us holding those sessions biweekly, we're really looking just to keep the conversation going, so that we wouldn't necessarily have to have these big events like this. Um, that people could just drop in whenever we're holding these sessions to to, to get that information. Um, we. As far as early interest, um, neighborhood health associations, so the healthcare agency in the area um, that works with um, patients regardless of insurance status, they have a clinic um, at our lower level. Mm-hmm. They have shared interest in partnering with us on this. Um, so the SOS program, as well as their on-site um, behavioral therapist, um, have kind of... Been volunteered to, to volunteer
2: good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the other one is the Toledo Public Schools. Yeah. So we have a board member who who's actually a board member who sits on our board, and he um, is the counselor, lead counselor for Toledo Public Schools. So he's going to reach out to his contacts, and I think the other thing is he has the connections with the schools as we do on a regular basis because we want to make sure that those kids are participating in programming. But there is a really good sense that if we do this right, and we feel that we are, that we'll be able to continue this and get people there and it might be you know the first time you never know but at the end of the day I think if we really put our set our mind to offering this um resource or help then I think we're gonna get the people to come and I, we just they just have to know they can trust us mm-hmm. and that we're gonna do this the right way for them
0: and they should you are a, a huge anchor to that entire community they and e- even if it's just a single person who says something like I've been waiting this waiting for this for a long time thank you and everybody else just kind of takes their pamphlets and walks away it's one person and mm-hmm. it Absolutely. can be a big time domino effect because as you said this is something new this is something new um that's May 10th mental health night at East Toledo Family Center, yep. correct. Uh, we'll jump ahead and come back to the uh, to the book to the book fair, June third. Yep. June third. Give me more about that.
1: So, Wait High School, um, we're looking for different agencies to participate. Our um, youth recreation director is kind of streamlining that. She's getting the links out there for people to sign up. Um, We are going to cap how many agencies can participate because in the past we've had a lot of turnout, but then it ends up, like you said, um, just kind of the booth and and pamphlet. We're really looking for that engagement with the family. Um, Last year we had Laurel's Princesses. We're reaching back out to them to have them again. like I said, the bounce house. Um, so just kind of getting the family out, something to look forward to some, something to have fun, kick off the summer. We'll have raffles. Um, there'll be music, um, yeah, whatever else you decide to to do as the MC. <laughs> I was just processing
0: things because to, to me the the unofficial official unofficial start to our summer here in Toledo. Yeah. Most people say Memorial Day. in A lot of places right? I say it's the Old West End Festival. So and that is that weekend. Yeah, so you is. can you can pregame with some reading and then go over to the Old West End Festival. Yeah, right. yep. Um, when it comes to uh books and reading over there (laughs) at the time I visited you guys had a big pile of books over there. There There's a lot of book centric events. What's the library location that you guys use over there?
2: We actually have two libraries. We have the Lock Branch Library which is on Miami Street and we also have the Birmingham Library which is in the far end of East Toledo. So we have one at each end um, and they're very active and We are good partners with them, so they've participated in this event as long as we've been doing it. I anticipate that they will again this year. But yeah, we have a good connection with our libraries, um, and we encourage our staff to use the libraries, because at the end of the day, there's sometimes we can't hold all of our um, one-on-ones with um, clients in our facility, so we're utilizing those libraries. Even
1: team meetings. I mean, we've got one program um, that has grown, doubled in size in the last year, Um, and unfortunately our facility just does doesn't have the capacity to hold a full team meeting, so they utilize the library for some of those meetings. Yeah, they're fantastic resources that we have.
0: I think the average Toledo is only scratching the surface of what scratching the surface of what they know about the library. Books and I can download some things and use the computer. Right. It's it's so all-encompassing. It's it's a phenomenal resource we have here across the city. Um what other things are going on? Can we talk about the gym or more growth at East Toledo Family Center? We
2: actually can. Um so so I know in previous conversations we have talked about the expansion of the family center, and I think Shelby mentioned this. Our facilities are at capacity, and the goal is that we need to build facilities that we can serve more families, but more importantly, that we can serve the whole family um, unit, meaning that two. <laughs> I always say it wrong. Womb to tomb. tomb <laughs> um, birth- so morbid. <laughs> Thank you. Um, And it's it's okay because our board president says it. It's all-encompassing, correct. But I think the important thing is is we need a space that's conducive to help serve all of our families from babies to seniors and everything in between. So we um, did a feasibility study um, during 2022. Um, We found out that we're at capacity (laughs) and that we, in our community, we involved our community, our staff, all our board members, um, our senior center um, participants, and they loudly said, to us, we need more space. We need more space to provide programming, number one, make sure that all of our programs are under one roof. So what we are what we have identified is um, our building project is going to be, we want to become a one-stop shop. We feel that we're already that, but we need the space to really grow because all of our programs are growing. Um, so when I say one-stop shop, that means that we want to renovate our main building at Varland Avenue and we want to move our senior programming Under the Varland location and create a 23,000 square foot recreation building and that will encompass serving our seniors our preschoolers and our youth programming all in one facility and what's exciting about that is that way we can serve we can engage those um, different ages you know we can have grandma who's already bringing her grandson to preschool because she's raising her grandson and we want to be able to provide a space that is um Usable, um, user friendly. We want to create a new space. We need a new playground um, and we want that to happen. And so far, <laughs> we are um, on track. We're going to sign some contracts with some consultants. We're, we've been working with the city of Toledo because obviously we're a city facility. Um, they have committed some funding to that event. We're working with Marcy Captor's office to secure some additional funding. Um, this project won't happen overnight, but it is going to happen in the next five years. In our charge is that. We want to show the community that we want to provide more, um, better um, space. And what I keep saying to anybody that will listen is that we need to, be able to build a facility that the East to Little community can use long-term for the next 50 years. Um, doesn't matter who is running it. It doesn't matter. We just need to provide space and we need to invest in our community. We need to invest in the families that live in East Toledo and, and actually... This investment um, from the city to the federal government is critical because we need to we need to provide a better space. And our commitment to the community is that the East Little Family Center will make that happen. Um, what I'm excited about is we do have commitments. I probably the city of Toledo has committed. Um, through some community funding, um, $2.5 million, and the Marcy Captors, there are some funding that's available for 2024, because obviously we've still got a little bit of work to do, but um, they're committed to serving um, and making sure that this program happens, or this project happens, and the thing is, we can't do it without the community, and um, we are are excited that we get to be the um, agency that or the, the team, I, could, I guess I should say, that's going to make this a reality. It's going to take a long time. Our board is committed, um, and, you know, we're going to make the commitment that our families are going to be served better. Um, and we're already serving them, but if we can add more space, more programming year-round, these mental health um, events or week-by-weekly activities, but space. Space is so critical because um, we need – bigger better space and i'm hoping that we can do that right in our location um is our goal so yeah we're really excited we know it's a lot of work um we know that it's can't happen overnight but um when we're going to ask the community to help support this as well you know having the city and the federal government's um commitment to the project is one thing but um we will need um our community to say we're here for you and we want to see this a reality so
0: i know it And I think we've talked about this before. It's very hard for neighborhoods, communities that are struggling with crimes and violence and murder. Um, I could see why if I looked out my window, I I would want this stuff to stop immediately. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And nobody wants to hear that. But by rebuilding and meeting your vision, we can't stop some of these bad things on Friday. But on Friday of 2024 and 2025, instead of that kid maybe being behind bars, he's at your community center. He's captain of the basketball team. And it, it takes time. But we want to see a lot of these bad things go away like that. But it's not going to happen by, by you meeting that vision. We stop a lot of those kids from going down a path they might otherwise go down.
2: Right. And it's really about and, – and I think that, like I said, we're, we're asking the city and others to invest in the family center. But we're really not – we're making it very clear. You need to invest in this community, make them stronger, help them build their lives so that they're, they have a future as well. And the only way that we can do this, and it's not brick and mortars, it's how we interact with individuals, but that brick and mortar is going to give us more space to do that. And if we don't do that, who's going to do mm-hmm. it? And this Little Family Center is committed. We've been here since 1901. You know, it's my soapbox. Um, We're serving, strengthening, serving the community one life at a time. And the only way we can do that and continue to do it the right way and give our families the opportunities that they deserve in the city of Toledo, but specifically East Toledo, is that we have to make this happen.
0: I'm going to see if you can answer your own question, because I don't know the answer. Um, If the East Toledo Family Center just went away tomorrow, who would serve so many of the needs that you do? Nobody? Nothing? There's no why over there, right?
2: no no and to be completely honest and frank
1: i don't know who yeah. would do it and, and that's and, and that's and, why
0: it's so important for all these visions to get met
1: absolutely and we've got one program that serves not only lucas county but seneca and ottawa county as well right. um most of our programs are serving countywide. it's not just east Toledo that we're looking right. at right. um and and even for our athletics and our youth enrichment and our art classes i mean kids are coming from all over the city of toledo to utilize these programs
2: and i think that's what makes us different from other community centers we all serve a purpose each community center has their neighborhood that they're focused on but we also know that if we don't focus on our entire community the city of toledo um we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing so yeah we have to be able to get this done and i think with our story and our feasibility study, that all of it's there. But we want to serve, we're serving almost 8,000 people a year now. And that doesn't even count the people who come through the door. Um, We've got people who are going into the clinic. We're serving probably nearly 10,000 people a year with everything we do. But I could serve fifteen thousand if I have this state of the art facility to make sure that we have ample space. And it's not just space but fun and exciting and it's not an old building anymore. And mm-hmm. it you know, and, and it needs a rough. You know, those are things that we have to make sure that um, are changed um, in our time, but also just to make sure that everyone understands this is our responsibility, not just us alone, but the community itself. I keep
0: May May 10th uh, for Mental Health Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, then June 3rd at White White, White High School for the <laughs> Book Fair. Lots of reading. Um, since we've last chatted, uh, it seems like there's a new announcement at Glass City Metro Park for it like weekly. Um, right. What are some things that you have had your ear to the ground about on the east side and development? Like the other day when I was on the new east side... <laughs> Dave Gerke came up to me. I don't know if he said this on the show, but he's like, nobody knows where Euclid is. Just say it's behind the Wendy's. I'm like, okay, Gerke, fine. And by the way, he he, he didn't pay all, all he needed to for his old fashioned, but whatever. Um, <laughs> there's a gentleman who's developing that corner right there and wants to put some type of courtyard that I kind of what I would envision is like downtown or uptown. Mommy, everything is changing so quickly over there. What's your perspective of all the, all the growth?
2: I think my perspective is it's about time. And I think that the right people are coming at the right time. And we have a community, um, coordinator, um, Gary, who has his pulse on East Toledo. He, um, We know that those things are going to happen. We know that they are, there's so much energy right now along the corridor. And I've heard the same thing, that courtyard, in my understanding, again, I never want to say anything, but there might be a Dunkin' Donuts going in there. Shut up! I know, right? What?! Don't say that out loud, Eric.
0: <laughs> we are quickly becoming a Duncan, the Dunkin' town I envisioned ten years ago. Right.
2: Wow. Right. But I don't know that for Tomato sure. Again, that's just kind of the word on the street. I think, and I, I think that the businesses. Yeah, I think that the businesses are taking interest. I mean, we know that there's a new Huntington Bank coming to Main and Main in front. Um, I do know that Michael's Bakery. I was in there. We went in there to get some soup the other day, and they are renovating. their... Their um, their business—that's big news because they've been there forever, and you know they realize that for they need to do that to keep up with the times. So there's a lot of things happening. The enrichment center with the Metro Parks, who we are partnering, you know, in our during this time where we're still looking you know getting ready to do the building project we still need some extra space to provide some of our programs so we're going to expand our footprint into the enrichment center in partnership with the metro parks and that's a big thing too because then we'll be able to connect with Waite high school more readily we already are a great partner with them um, but at the end of the day anything that we can do to serve our families um, and get people energized about this and if you didn't go to the ribbon It was wonderful. What a great thing. And I'm going to be completely great thing for East Toledo because that is on this side of the or the east side of the river. And I say that all the time because I Confuse it with downtown Toledo, but
0: it's not downtown. It's not
2: downtown. I'm going to officially put that on the record. It is East Toledo, and it is wonderful for East Toledo. I don't know how many people I saw um, who attended. I couldn't get any extra dates, so because it was 12,000 people yeah. in that short period of time. Yeah. How wonderful is that? And then they just keep going. Things are supposed to open by June. So
0: did you hear Friday? Like I, I thought this was. It didn't seem like we could have another announcement like this. Uh, there was another big donation. So what else is new? There will be a splash pad over there called the Rain yes, Towers. It's going to open up cool. in the spring.
2: Yes. Spring, June. Yeah, I've heard all of that. So that's a great thing. Um, there's roller skating. We've been invited um, as an agency to um, receive some memberships for some of our families and our um, our staff members. And it includes an um, expo kind of day. And then we're going to get to, they said, if we want to do some roller skating. Who knew you could roller skate at the Metro Park on the east side? Well, they're
0: going to... I guess... I thought the ice was open year-round. It's not. They'll put yeah. something over that. Correct. So I'll throw my idea at you now. And okay. I, I and, and Matt Killam has already given me the green light Out of all the things I'm going to hold somebody love to. love Matt. It's this. For as long... In my entire radio career, as a kid who spent more time in his teens with skates on his feet than sneakers, <laughs> I want a roller skating party. Matt's like, <gasps> we can do that. So I would like to... he. I, I some I don't know what date. What's that?
1: Some disco lights.
0: What, throwback skating party, whatever. Get my DJ friends, and, and God's honest truth, my my best friend was very upset that we weren't going to give the money to her, but I want to do this party, and I want the money to go to you guys. That
2: would be wonderful.
0: So throw that on your radar.
2: I absolutely will, and whatever we need to do for that, we are in. That yeah. would be wonderful.
0: I'm very excited to watch everything happening over there, um, and it's funny that you bring up about, it's on the east side, because I, I saw a lot of people... When everybody's going to the ribbon, oh, I love this place downtown. It's not downtown, of course it is. Uh, it's not downtown. Did you ever? Did you ever say Wait is downtown? No. <laughs> well, then how is something across the street from Wait downtown? Oh, I guess not. Just because it's nice on the east side now doesn't mean it's downtown. It's the east side.
2: It's the east side, and guess what? We have just as nice of a park as anyone. and I would. I would. Be the first one to say it's better than any of the other parks, in my opinion.
0: One last thing um, you were talking about with all the growth that's coming to banks, the businesses, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and how many people you serve from eight to maybe 15. With all this, we'll bring people, whether they're working there or working and living there or just living there. And those are people that, in some way, shape, or form, even if they don't want to access your services, they want to come on Tuesday night and shoot some basketball inside. Those are people that are going to need a place like that because, again, I mean, the churches are great for certain community things, but if I want to go play ball, there's no why over there. Like, you're that hub.
2: We absolutely are. And our, long, our long-term a goal is that we would love to have those drop-in. We're getting there, and we can do some of that. But first, that takes staffing. It takes money. But at the end of the day, that's the goal of this 23,000-square-foot um, building is that we can provide those drop-in programs and we have to we have to be able to serve our families with all of that growth i envision that that whole area is going to be something that we never even imagined um, long term and i want and that's our that's part of our platform is that we want the nicest state-of-the-art organ or um um, buildings that our families who are already proud of these little family center because we have generations who keep coming back and using our facility i have coaches who played there and they're now coaching their kids i have seniors who grew up in the scene and screw up in the family center i want to continue that for not only that group but their kids and their grandkids. That's what we're supposed to do. So anything that we can do to make that happen, we're going to make it happen, and we're going to hold people accountable. So if you you don't want to help us, we're gonna. We want you to help us. We're going to give you every piece of information you need. But at the end of the day, we're going to make this happen. Our team, our team is going to make this happen. Our board is supportive. Um, everybody is on board, and we just we need to make it. We need to provide those services no matter what level. People or where they're at in their lifetime.
0: We're really, we really are on the precipice of. Um people being a part of East Toledo who don't live there, obviously making it a better community, community as you just illustrated for generations of families, but for people coming across the bridges and spending their time and their money there, as opposed to it just being they're just hitting the Taco Bell before they go back downtown or they're driving through to get to Navarre or something. I heard there's a Planet Fitness out in Oregon. That's just wonderful now. Um, maybe one day a Target. Um, but it's time for, for people to, one, obviously cut out the East Side jokes, and two, recognize what's happening under their noses and that the metro parks and you are such a big part of that it will truly be unrecognizable within five to seven years in a very good way
2: absolutely absolutely and if everything in between if we can help you know reduce crime reduce families um, needs or help them meet their needs that's exactly what we're supposed to do and i think it's just the right people are coming into the equation right now and um i know that it's going to happen and i've and this is a running joke between I might have said this before, but it's a running joke between the Metro Parks and I. They have done such a great job and all those partners that they've brought in to make sure that these things are happening. Um, but to be honest, you need to believe because this is the time that I'm a believer and I know that these things are going to happen and we need to be part of the change. And if anybody out there wants to be part of that, this is the time to do that. And we're, we're looking forward to it.
0: Nothing happens on that side of town without you allowing it or knowing about it.
2: Well, that's true. I think <laughs> being there for I just it. got reminded of that today that, yes, the East Little Family Center. It's about the East Little Family Center and what we're supposed to be doing. So, uh,
0: Last question. Uh, you appear to be unscathed or uninjured from your time on the ribbon?
2: I didn't go. My <laughs> granddaughter broke her arm, and I told her mm-hmm. that I would not go until she could go.
0: Got it. Okay.
2: So. But I don't know if I'm ever going to go. But I, I will for my granddaughter. It's my firstborn granddaughter. So. We can give
0: you one of the penguins, too. Yeah, don't. I know.
2: They need one for adults. Yeah. Although I think I can use the kids' one because I'm so short.
1: So Shelby, <laughs> did you go? I did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't go on the ice, though.
0: It's fine. You were there. What yeah, did you- I was trying
1: to peer pressure her into doing it so that I could go on. But
0: um, What was your vibe at the place? Did it feel like you were... Not in East Toledo anymore. It was just a different vibe, different electricity that was happening yeah, there.
1: Honestly, I walked in and I said, wow, this is kind of bougie. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very nice in there. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's
0: something special. Um, it's amazing. Thank, thank you so much for the visit. Uh, we've got May 10th for Mental Health Night, June 3rd for the Book Fun at we got Wade. some March
1: things, too, if you want me to plug that. What are the March things? So, on March 25th, we've got Breakfast with the Bunny. So, anyone that wants to attend, um, it's kind of drop-in between 10 a.m. and noon. Um, you get free pancakes. You get to take a photo with the Bunny. There's some arts and crafts. You can sign up for dolly parton's library um so lots of good things there we also have that night um from two o'clock yeah two at two Two o'clock we have a junior nba skills challenge okay so anyone um 13 and under can come and kind of test their skills for basketball we've got some participation from ut's basketball team helping out with that as well as our um lead ref and one of our lead coaches um helping to um to do that event as well as well as a basketball um, clinic so that um
0: that's skills a lot of papers
1: yeah i got lots of things going on
0: this is um. good <laughs> this is good
1: so saturdays from um 10 a.m to 11:15 for k through second grade starting april 15th um and then for third and fourth grade 11 30 to 1 p.m um again that oh i apologize ut's basketball team and the the lead Coach and lead ref are helping out with that, not with the junior NBA, but got it. the lead ref is helping out with the junior NBA.
0: All right. And so then, well, the more yeah. there's more. Yes, there's
1: <laughs> even more. I'm telling you, we got lots going on. Um, <laughs> So after-school art classes on Tuesdays from 4.30 to 5.30. Um, It's ages 6 and up. It's free to register. You just give us a call, get your emergency contact information. You can drop your kid off. And they learn about different mediums, different art expression. Um, Very educational, very hands-on, very therapeutic in a sense. Um,
0: All this stuff is on your Facebook page, correct? Or the website? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you can check out our Facebook page. We also have a ETFC Youth Recreation page on Facebook that has a lot of this information as it's ran by most most of these staff. Um, and then we've got summer ball registration starting on April 1st as well. Um, so that's for ages 5 through 12.
2: And here's the thing, Eric, all of these things the Family Center does with limited space, yeah. but we make it happen. That's why our building project and that twenty-three thousand square feet is so critical, because just imagine we can serve another five to ten thousand people a year. Yeah. This is just a small snippet of that, and we make it happen every single day.
0: I mean, it really is a Herculean effort that you can pull all this stuff off with with some of the challenges uh, that you've had to endure as long as you have been absolutely. there. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you as always, ladies, for the visit. It is great to be in the uh, in in the in the spotlight of celebrity right here. You're on the news a lot for a good thing, for good me. things.
1: You.
2: Well, I appreciate that, but again, I, and I'm going to be just—I have a great team. Um, we've built a—we've built a new team who is going to take us into the future, and I'm just the lucky one who gets to lead that to effort.
0: the tomb, right? Right to the tomb, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not anytime soon. Absolutely, but right to the tomb, <laughs> right,
2: Eric. On that note, yes, awesome. to the tomb.